welcome to the Lady Parts Doctor podcast, or welcome back, I should say. Thank you so much for joining me today, and let's get started, okay? Last week, we talked about vaginal discharge. It is something that it just needs to be talked about because it's something that we experience. And as OBGYNs, we have a ton of patient visits that are focused on different characteristics of vaginal discharge. So it was great to be able to give you additional information. Hopefully it was helpful for you in kind of evaluating your own baseline, which will help you in the future if anything should change, just so you know whether or not you should seek treatment or if it's the kind of thing that you should wait out. So moving on, the other day I was scrolling through my newsfeed on my phone and I came across an article titled, How to Switch Hermes Sale Associates Within the Same Store. I have no idea how this ended up targeting me because I am not, nor have I ever been someone who shops at Hermes. I mean, I felt good, I guess, that it was targeting me, but it didn't really apply to what I have going on. And so I had to start, I just started thinking about similar decisions I've had to make, right? Like, how do you switch to a different hairstylist or barber in the same shop? Similar. Or how do you pick a new nail technician in the same salon? How do you switch doctors at the same office? And there are a lot of feelings involved in this. In the past, I remember when, you know, how I would feel if I had a patient who saw me regularly who switched to a colleague, and I might feel kind of bad about that. Or if I had someone who regularly saw someone else and then decided to switch to me, I might feel kind of good about that. So there are a lot of different feelings involved that ultimately in the long run don't matter as far as that decision for you is made. But then I was just thinking like, how do you pick a doctor to begin with? As healthcare providers, it's different because we have a lot of friends that we just, well, different and similar. We often ask our friends for referrals, who do they like, or maybe sometimes because we are interacting with people and other physicians, we have a sense of what they're like, how they provide care, and so we have an idea of whom we might want to see. But if you don't have that information, how do you pick a doctor? How does that happen? For some, choosing an OBGYN is as simple as opening a phone book. I'm dating myself here. Um, You know, it's as simple as opening a phone book, covering your eyes, and picking the first person your finger lands on. Or a more modern example would be typing your zip code and OBGYN into a Google search and scheduling an appointment with your first hit. But for many others, present company included, we need a little more information to make that decision because your relationship with your OBGYN is sacred. Like this is not just anybody. This is a person with whom you will share very intimate details about yourself. For example, you might not discuss your vaginal discharge, frequency, color, and odor with your friends, but you may pull out a picture to show your OBGYN. (laughs) And you know, that's true. People do that all the time. I'm not telling you to do it, but I'm just saying, like those are the kinds of intimate details you might share. Even your closest friends may not know that you had a pregnancy scare with your Tinder date, but your OBGYN will. 
and they will be ready to help you navigate the situation accordingly. Sacred. So it makes sense that you might want to spend a little bit more time researching that very important person to find someone that works well with you. Where do you start? We're going to discuss some helpful ways to begin and hopefully end your search and find the right fit. Before we go on, one caveat. Unfortunately, you may not always have options, and that just is what it is. Some insurances will not allow you to choose, and in some areas, there just aren't enough options to choose from. However, this is still a good review or a good guide for when you do have options available. First, you want to identify who is in your network. If you are using health insurance, which most of us are, you need to identify an OBGYN that accepts your insurance. This information is usually available on your insurance provider's website, and it may be available on the physician's website as well. For example, I previously worked at a health maintenance organization or HMO where I could only see patients with the corresponding insurance. So I was unable to provide care for patients who didn't have that insurance and I frequently had to give outside recommendations. Or if one of my friends reached out to me and was like, hey, I, you know, I have this friend or I have this person and they didn't have my insurance, I would have to give a recommendation for them to see someone else. So you want to identify who accepts your health insurance, who is in your network. Once you confirm this, you can, once you confirm your insurance, you know, you're just going to go to the website for that insurance provider to see a list of available providers. And this has always been my first step to help narrow my search. Um, if I didn't have another option Two. Identify someone who's local. You're likely gonna do this at the same time you're finding someone who accepts your insurance. As you identify your insurance type, when you go to that website, you can also usually put your zip code in to provide a list of local doctors. And this is going to help you narrow your search further. The question is, how far are you willing to travel, willing or able to travel? There are certain services I am willing to travel for, okay, because I know I only need them once in a while. For example, I've traveled up to 90 minutes for a hairdresser and I have friends who will get on a plane to go back home or go back somewhere they used to live to see a hairdresser. But this might not be best for your OBGYN selection because sometimes you will have scheduled visits, okay, like an annual exam that only happens once a year and in that scenario, you'll have plenty of time to plan your travel in advance, but sometimes you may need a last minute appointment. So you want to find someone that you can get to in a reasonable amount of time. Identify someone who's local or easy for you to get to. Three, determine the specialty you need. This might seem kind of simple, right? But the question is, do you need a physician for general OBGYN care or do you need someone to manage something like a high-risk pregnancy or provide fertility treatment or surgery for pelvic floor issues? There are lots of different specialties for OBGYN and you want to make sure you are seeing the person that's right for you and your needs at the time. Fortunately, starting with a general OBGYN, also known as a generalist, that's the kind of OBGYN I am, it's usually the best first step as they can refer you to a specialist as needed. They can help you determine if you ultimately need a maternal fetal medicine specialist, that's a high-risk OB doctor, 
a reproductive endocrinology and infertility specialist. So they help with uh, fertility treatment and provide fertility treatment for patients or something like a urogynecologist who is specialized and trained to provide surgery for pelvic floor issues, et cetera. There are a number of other specialties I didn't mention, but usually starting with your general OBGYN will help give you or point you into the direction of the additional care you need if needed. So determine the specialty you need. Four, what other needs do you have? There are just going to be other things that are important to you. There just will be. For example, someone recently shared with me, and this is via social media, that they would not feel comfortable seeing a gynecologist whose Instagram handle is ladypartsdoc. That's me. As they feel the language is not inclusive. And, you know, I use inclusive language all the time. And I've always provided inclusive care. But their initial impression means I might not be the right fit for them right? Because that's just the feeling that they had that's important to them. And so we respect that. You have to find um, someone who tends to the other needs that you have. And fortunately, there are plenty of other OBGYNs who may fit better. Other needs you may have could include like a technological interface. You know, some offices, some providers, they have portals where you can access your health records and communicate with your physician online. If this is important to you, you want to make sure to inquire with the office before you seek care if they have those capabilities. Hospital affiliations, that's something else that's important. They're often important deciding factors as well. If you're seeking obstetric care, or care during your pregnancy. There may be a specific hospital where you want to deliver. Maybe you want to deliver at the hospital closest to your house, or you want to deliver at the hospital that's you know a little further around the corner because they're like right next to the pizza spot you love. That, that would be the kind of decision I might make. <laughs> but you can call and determine this information prior to initiating care. Or you can even contact the hospital of your choice to find out the physician groups that deliver at that particular facility. And this information could also be found online. So think about what other needs you have, what other things are deal breakers or things that are very important to you. Five, phone a friend. Recommendations from friends and family are great. And unless there is something very specific that you need or very niche, this is a great starting point. As an OBGYN, I'm often giving recommendations for where to seek care. And I also solicit them from people that I trust. Let me underline that and put it in bold. People that I trust. These recommendations can also help prepare you for the OBGYN you're going to see and help you better manage your expectations when you get there, right? No one's perfect. So it might be a fantastic OBGYN and because they're so fantastic, they are always overbooked. And so you might have to wait and getting that recommendation from a friend or a family member is helpful because they'll probably tell you, Hey, Dr. So-and-so, I'll just put my name in there. Dr. Hack, she's awesome. But no, when you go and see her, you might have to wait for a little bit. And that helps you feel better about the experience and just have an open mind when you see the doctor to know if they're really a good fit for you. Number six, read reviews. <sighs> I really hesitate with this one for multiple reasons. First, anyone can write a review, whether they've obtained care or not. And believe me, you'd think that people don't, but they still do write reviews, even if they've never even obtained care from that provider. Two, also, it's difficult to know the motivations behind the reviews that are provided, right? 
and they're not always 100%. Also, people who are upset are more likely to go and vent and write a review Whereas people who are 100% happy with the service had a great experience, you know, they're just going about their business pleased that they had a wonderful encounter with their doctor. And we've all heard stories of people that review bombed someone to prove a point. However, reviews are everywhere and they can't be completely ignored. If you find a provider with extremely positive reviews, that can mean they're an excellent provider, while the opposite could also be true. The in-between is a little more difficult to interpret. With that said, if a certain sentiment is often shared among reviewers, that could provide more insight for you and help with making your decision. Seven, check for board certification. OBGYNs have board certification that helps confirm our expertise in the care of women during pregnancy, GYN surgery, and in the office setting. Specialists will have further board certification in their corresponding specialties. And while it's not always necessary, this helps ensure that you have a physician that is aware of and hopefully providing evidence-based practices. This is someone who was sat in front of a board of other OBGYNs and been asked questions, 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 basically drilled with questions about various scenarios and what they would do in the scenario to make sure that this is someone who can make these clinical-based decisions and that are really going to benefit you. This is someone who knows what they're doing. That's generally the purpose of board certification is just to confirm your expertise. Once board certification is obtained, it's maintained throughout the years. So you can determine board certification through a quick online search. And again, this won't This won't be important to everybody, but if it's important to you, you want to check for board certification and you can find this information online. Eight, try someone on for size, make an appointment and see someone. For some of us, this is the first step. For others, we may need to go through all the previous seven steps first. Hopefully you'll get lucky and find someone you feel comfortable with right away. If not, you'll have plenty of tools to continue your research by kind of reviewing all the things that we discussed before. Nine, trust your instincts. Just like any interaction, you will have a first impression. If you leave the appointment feeling heard, seen, valued, understood, and well taken care of, these are all good signs that you found the right fit for you. If you leave feeling differently, feeling otherwise, you might need to keep looking. And if you're not sure, you can, but you felt safe, it's always worth going back, seeing if you still have a good experience, if not, moving on. Remember, your decision is not final. As long as you can have, as long as you have options, you can always change your mind and find someone else if you need to. Despite someone being a great fit initially, some other things aren't visible until you actually start to go in and have visits. For example, limited availability of your OBGYN may make even the best fit not a great option in the end. Meaning, you know, whenever you try to go and make appointments, you can never find an appointment. Okay, so you loved your OBGYN, but maybe it's not a good fit. Maybe you need to switch to someone who has more availability. Or maybe you need someone with more expertise or familiarity with a specific condition you have. Like if you need surgery and your generalist doesn't 
do surgery anymore, something like that. Um, or that may be completely fine for you. Just know your decision isn't final. Once you've established a trusted relationship with your provider, if you need to see someone else, they may be able to provide you with a recommendation that you trust. So that's it. That's the list, right? Short and sweet. My goal is that you're able to advocate for yourself whenever possible. Okay. And feel like you have options. We as OBGYNs and healthcare providers, we really want you to have the best health possible for you. So that's it. Don't forget to subscribe to the blog, the podcast. Remember it's on Apple, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon, um, I added, oh, Audible also, the YouTube channel, Instagram, Twitter, everything. So those are all um, Lady Parts Doctor. Instagram is Lady Parts Doc. And let me know if you have any questions, if you have any stories, if you have any ideas that you want to share by emailing me at Dr. Hack, D-R-H-A-C-K, at ladypartsdoctor.com. You know, I love to hear from you and I love to know what's on your mind, what you're thinking. All right, if you want the written version of this, go and check out the blog. That should be out by the end of the week. Until next time. Mm-hmm.